Hello, hello. Welcome, Cassandra. Thank you. Well, everyone, welcome to Ladies Let's Talk Face-to-Face Biblically. I'm doing a series called The Woman's Worth, where I'm speaking with different women, where we, who they relate to in the Bible, and why, and sharing their story, and just keeping it real and authentic, and um, being open about things, and how God is moving in their lives. And today, I have Cassandra, my beautiful sister here on the podcast with us today. Hello. So we're going to get started. Cassandra, go ahead and introduce yourself and the woman or women, you know, that you will be speaking about today and who you relate with. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Cassandra, as my sister just introduced. I am going to be speaking about uh, Sarah, the wife of Abraham and Priscilla, the wife of Akila. I think that's how his name is pronounced. Um, I, okay, originally when I chose thinking of, to even think about who I was going to, you know, choose as by myself with, it was a little difficult for me and not in the way, you know, um, it was just a difficult task, but trying to, you know, pinpoint who I identify myself with that, you know, because I felt I identified myself with so many different things in the Bible and I really had to pray about this. So I hope that everyone who's listening uh, will be blessed because I really prayed um, to God and asked him, you know, to to direct me. You know, that's the thing <laughs> that I try to do. Um, we're supposed to do is ask God to direct us. So I asked God to direct me in this. And I believe this is what is what is happening here. So um, yes, Priscilla and Sarah. First, I want to start with Sarah. All right. <clears throat> and the, 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 the thing about Sarah uh, is, you know, the question is, is anything too hard for God? Uh, when we got that, the list of women of the Bible and just the way they phrased it, is anything too hard for God? That really, really resonated with me. Is anything too hard for God? <laughs> I've been through so many things in my life and it seems so impossible. It just seems so impossible. And even thinking about when you, even every time I read Genesis and I'm, studying Genesis and reading about her, I think about that, how that issue with her even having a baby at her age, like, who does that? You know, (laughs) who does that? (laughs) But it's anything, you know, and that was something that she always desired. That's the part that always gets me with Sarah. It's like, there's so many things in our lives. There's, there's, there are not even so many things. There's some, there may be one thing or a few things in our lives that we really, really, really desire. And sometimes we look at it like, there's no way this is going to happen. There's absolutely no way this is going to happen, especially not by what I see that's going around (laughs) right now, you know? And, looking at Sarah 
and even she she even when when um <laughs> when the angel says to abraham you know telling him hey you guys are gonna have a baby by next time this year and she's like she laughed in herself and she was he's like hey i heard you laughing and she's like no i didn't laugh he's like yes yes she did yes and you know we're cassandra not to die and, and this is in genesis 18 verse 13 where this part where Cassandra is speaking of and the Lord said unto Abraham wherefore did Sarah laugh saying shall I surety bear a child which which am old which basically this is the King James version she said I'm old I'm up in age how can I impossible yes this is the impossible there is no way to see oh because i love this part right here and verse 14 says is is anything too hard for the lord exactly it's anything that's a question cassandra i don't want to take but that is like i would laugh at that age exactly even women that's why i I relate to her so much because it's like i've been through some situations Mm -hmm. where it's like you know what this don't even what no, absolutely not. This don't look. This doesn't look like it's gonna turn out the way I want it because there is no indication. She, her body had completely. I mean, her body stopped producing the hormones that was necessary to even allow a baby. That is something that it's like when you really think about that and think about the hand, the finger of God when it is upon your life there is nothing too hard for God and there's so many times where I have to re- that when I read that scripture it, re- it really reminds me of that, it puts me in a place where I can say you know I don't care what it looks like mm-hmm. because if God can do that Oh, he, this is nothing. This is absolutely nothing. Because I'm not even asking him to change my whole body makeup. I'm not asking him to do that. And even if I was, he can. I really, really, really love um, that scripture. Um, not the scripture, but Sarah's journey with God that journey with even learning how to trust God, God bringing you through that impossible, the impossible. And something I also realized about that situation, patience, because it was so many years. Her and Abraham were not just married for five years. They weren't just married for 10 years. They were married for a very long time. Oh, Cassandra, I know. I just want to. Um, read something here. Yes. Because I just want to backtrack on when you're saying, yes, they weren't just married for five years. They've been married for years and years on end. And here is still chapter 18, verse 11 where he says, now Abraham and Sarah were old and were stricken in age and and seized to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. 
Therefore, Sarah laughed within, like, she it sees within age. She was so, they said, stricken in what, what I believe, like, she had the baby at like 90 something years old. She was, that is a long time. That is a really long time. And I just want to just say that sometimes we are, a lot of times, I don't want to say sometimes, we're waiting on God. And it seemed like it's never going to happen, like Cassandra was saying. It seemed, and and it, it tests our faith, it makes us question God. Is God really going to do it? That's why she left. I'm a woman mm -hmm. of old, old age. Could you imagine a woman today and mm -hmm. day and time at that age? Waiting for something that you want so God. long. That your it's heart so desires. Yes. And it's not just you. It's you and your husband. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that really, 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 really speaks to me um, when I'm going through um, stages in my life where I struggle financially, where even struggling with relationships, not just with my, my, with not just my relationship with God, but my like my relationship with my children, having patience. <sighs> and relationships with others. Other people in my life. You know, if you do something in one portion of your life, so more more than likely you're doing it in all aspects of your life. So it brings to my attention the patience that I pray for and that I need to acquire and that I ask God to give me on a daily basis. Patience is also a part of wisdom. Yes, but you notice at times when we ask God for patience, we get things that try our patience. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I completely, I completely understand that. You know, um, but as we know in those moments, even those moments that are trying our patience, like you said, it's trying because what's the point of having the patience if it's not going to be tried? Very true. Very, very true. It is true. And also, um, in this, in scripture where it says like patient have our perfect work. Yes. Ugh. Being perfected. Yeah. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Those fruits of the spirit aren't mm -hmm. just for, and her patience wasn't just for herself. It wasn't for her, it wasn't for herself, but it was for what was to come. And, you know, we don't know the mind of God, but God does give us his promises and leaning on those promises. Mm-hmm. And, her patience and her even being in the position, her being chosen by God to be in the position to bring forth the child. You know, um, I also think about her as a wife. I am not a wife as yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> I will be, <laughs> I will be. Um, and 
there's patience in that. Oh, yeah. You know, I find having the patience to to wait on a husband, to wait. Mm-hmm. It, you know, like you said, your patience is being tried. There are many situations, but you know what? I give God thanks for those ministering spirits that come and, you know, the flee allowed me to flee from whatever temptation that's trying to overtake me. You know, um, that also, you know, talking about the marriage aspect of waiting and, you know, it's also asking God to mold me into the wife that he would have me to be and being prepared for that husband that he chose for me that he designed for me and that brings me into Priscilla and her husband um, but Cassandra before you go off into Priscilla yes right, I want to just go to Genesis 21 yes, at verse 1 and read this where God because now God promised and God promised came to pass yes it's not a man that he shall lie and we know that through reading the Bible and God places his word above his name and like he said when he sends it out it shall accomplish and also prosper in the thing he sent it to but here it says and the Lord visited Sarah and he as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For mm-hmm. Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God has spoken to him. You hear that keyword? At the set time that God has spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised him and and circumcised his son, Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son, Isaac, was born (laughs) unto him. And Sarah, listen to what she said. Sarah said, God had made me to laugh so that all that here will laugh with me. God had made me to laugh. I've been in places where God had made me laugh that I had to look up and say, God, you are funny. You know that you are real funny because you have a a sense of humor. God had made her to laugh and others to laugh with her. So I just wanted to just, you know, read that. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that definitely ties into Mm -hmm. um, what I was... um, going to say what I was about to say about Priscilla and mm-hmm. her, as far as um, being in that position and the set timing and being there uh, for Paul they talk about uh, her being a businesswoman and also being a, a very a very um, intricate part in the church progressing in the early church progressing and her having that open door policy and whatever she did, well, I don't know exactly what it is she did to, you know, rescue Paul because they don't necessarily say that, but he does state that in his message. And he talks, it talks about, you know, just having those, Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
her having the talents that she had, um, they were her and her husband were tent makers. And um they were very successful. She was a very successful businesswoman, her and her husband. And it talks about um I'm sorry. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Because I was going to that too, where this is not um the here, and I was reading up on her as well and how great she was in the community and the church of help building it with her and her husband. And here in her, I know are you going to Acts? Yes, 18. Okay. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Acts 18. Okay. And it says, and Paul. And Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while, and then took his his leave of the brethren and sailed thence to into Syria. And him, Priscilla and Aquila, having sh- shorn his head in sentry, for he had a vow. And he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they desired him to tarry longer, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, what happened? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not reading. I'm so sorry. Girl, listen. This is a flow of how how this is going. This is going great. You know, we we hear it's it's real. It's live. It's authentic. Nothing is perfect. So this is great. I'm sorry. I was reading the wrong portion, but I wanted to read after these things. Paul departed from this is actually 18 1 through 4 1 um, through 4 okay yeah after these things Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila born in Pontius lately from Italy with his wife Priscilla because mm-hmm. Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them and because he was of the same craft he abode with them and wrought for by their occupation they were tent makers, and he reasoned in the synagogues every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Um, so that was basically an introduction to Priscilla and her husband, as I said, and like I said, they were tent makers. Um, this, if you, I mean. There, it goes further on in 24 and 26. If you go further down, um, you can read on more about them. There are different instances in the Bible. Like I think about four different scriptures in the Bible. where they Yeah, are. they're in Romans 16. Right. Um, Romans chapter 16, 3 through 5, where it says, Great Priscilla and Aquila, that Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. My helpers in Christ Jesus. It's, it's, it's a lot to be that helper and the yes that's where i was taking this yes so you go right on ahead yes and when you know having um like i was saying when having the patience and asking god to let that patience do its perfect work in my life um and the different things there it has that connection to the different things that i ask god for um being a successful godly businesswoman (laughs) Uh, that's something I asked God for 
this is something that I asked God for. And this is one of the reasons why I identify with her and her relationship with her husband, her relationship with Paul and the church, the support that she gave uh, to the church, um, how she, you know, just her doing what God asked her to do. And just, she, I guess she's she just like a model <laughs> of what I asked God um, to become. And to have that husband there with me, and you know, we're 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 doing the work of God. Um, she, I don't know, she just, she really, really speaks to me as to what I desire in my life, and what I'm asking God to do. What I'm asking God to do for me. Um, when I ask God, sometimes when I listen to different sermons about marriage and they talk about asking for what you want in a husband or what you want in a marriage and praying about it, um, I could never really pinpoint it until this came up, <laughs> which is, which is, uh, which is funny uh, to me. <laughs> and I can never really say, well, this is what I want, God. This is, of course, we have all the great things we want there. But for me, it was a little difficult to just pinpoint and say, hey, God, this is what I want. Um, and when I read about her and her husband and the, that dynamic duo <laughs> that they are, I really said, because there's times in my life where I felt, you know, and being under a certain type of teaching, you know, that poverty teaching, like, oh, if I'm, if I'm successful, there's no way I can be close to God. You know, a lot of times they push the scripture and they say, they say that, um, you the rich man it is it's hard you know it's hard for a rich man to get into heaven and oh i'm sorry ahead. but the Go reason ahead. is and the reason that is because god god word says it over set not your heart on riches he says if you have riches yes. hearts on it he said for the root for the love of money is the roots of evil we're yes. not supposed to love these things exactly and now we come to let them take over us God has purpose for us. God never purpose for us to live here in poverty and be just down and don't never have and just continue to struggle. That's not the God we serve. Some exactly. people like to betray him as that and say, oh, for the love of, for money is the root of all evil, but they don't give the full thing. He yeah. says for the love of money, when you're setting yeah. your heart on it, now you're chasing it. You don't, you know, as the world do, they tell you, you got to eat, sleep and dream it. And, and if you don't want it bad enough as you breathe, then you don't really want it. And that's, and that's opposite of God. God is telling you, you don't yes. chase wealth. You don't serve the kingdom of God. And all that, these things yes. unto you, you. the kingdom of God. So and when that's what Priscilla and Aquil was doing. Oh, yes, the kingdom. Yes, they were yes, building up the yes, kingdom, being yes, tent makers yes, in God and yes. saying, I'll, they provided homes for people because back then oh. there wasn't no buildings and bricks. So they, they were tent makers and giving back unto the, the church, giving yes. places for people to have shelter, to sleep. So they were prosperous in their work and God continued to bless them. So yes, you want to be prosperous. Yes, you want to move because you're yes. going to do it for the kingdom of God. God. 
Yes. And when I began to read about them, it really yeah. opened my eyes as to that, you know, if that scripture became a lamp unto my feet and a light yeah. path. Yeah. And, you know, when we ask God, you know, you know, <laughs> this session is not just about who I uh, identify myself with, but it's also about the realism of being realistic about when you are working yes. with God, being realistic about the journey that we are on, being realistic about uh, waiting, being realistic about all these things. Mm-hmm. And when I look at them and I, and I see that, you know, this is, this is how it should be done. You know, it is in the Bible. Um, and when you seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. When you are like, even going back to the whole statement that I was making about being in poverty, you have the mindset that, you know, it, you, it's, it's just this loop. It's this, it's this cycle that you fall into that you don't even realize. And when you don't follow the rules of the Bible, when you don't follow the principles and the laws that were laid before us so that, you know, the, the, that lamp unto our feet and light unto our path, mm-hmm. it just, we, we, we get caught in that cycle and we can't see the way out. So I give God thanks for this session and every session that is going to be on this. Mm-hmm. Um, blessing everybody and blessing me myself as I listen, as we grow, as we walk and we need remembrance. Sometimes, you know, um, there's this thing in psychology where they tell you there's different stages of life. And as you, there's a certain amount of stages of life, right? Yeah. As you go through those certain amount of stages, there's a set amount, those set amount of stages, each time you go through them, you're, you're experiencing it at a different level. So um, that is the same thing I feel with the word of God. As you, as we grow, Mm -hmm. we, as we just continue to go forward, we experience at a different level and it definitely begins to produce the fruits that God, that God said it will produce in us. It will produce those things, um, produce the relationships that we want, the relationship first with God that we need, absolutely yeah. need, yeah. that we desire, that we should want with every fiber in our being. Yes. And set like, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So you, we learn and I, I give God thanks for all of these things. We definitely, we don't, we're, I, I really do give God thanks for this session. And I give God thanks for you, Camilla, for even bringing us women together. And like you said, and um, this is not just for us women, this is also for, for anyone, anyone that's listening because life isn't just a, limited to us women <laughs> we live in a life with other men so yeah. this is definitely for them as well the word is for everyone exactly and also for this right here where priscilla where i feel that even for men that struggle to let their wife yeah be mm-hmm. their helpmate and come yes. together may think that they don't know much or they cannot do much a woman is here to be your helpmate yes. and god has put a lot in her yes. 
that wisdom, all the knowledge there to help you to, to, to be your support, to help you through and what you're going through in the business to help do those things. So it's never to keep her out because yes. here, her and her husband work together, mm -hmm. um, business and in the ministry together. They were not separated. Um, that's one of the key yes. things that really, really attracted me to this because of that that dynamic duo, like I keep calling them. <laughs> um, that this exactly because they they seem so you know what I mean? Like I no, really but you know what? You're right. And Priscilla's not spoken about a lot. I mean, at least I've never so mm -hmm. when people hear and like who's Priscilla, now they're gonna go read mm -hmm. and find out who she is. And I have this book that's all we're all women and um in this book we're talking about priscilla says just like so many women who are full of love wisdom and courage priscilla remained a witness and a student yes. of the gospel she worked side by side with her husband spreading the word while also managing her business her businesses church and home see church and home managing all these things go ahead cassandra this is i, I want to add something and you know yeah. this is also about us and how, how we see who we identify ourselves with and there's mm -hmm. something that you didn't mention and that i have yet to mention her um her and her husband schooling apollos um you know just teaching him mm -hmm. in the way he should go and that was something uh the teaching spirit has just something that is always been over me and um that is when I when I read that I was like oh my goodness she, this, this woman she really really she really I really do identify myself with this woman and she had so many different components to her when you you know read about her there's not like this her whole life story you know you're never going to get this whole life story of somebody in the bible like that but when you really ask god to open your eyes to this woman in the story and you can do other research and find different informations about the times that were going on so you can have a better understanding of mm -hmm. the type of life they were living um it really, 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 really resonated with me. I'm really, you know, her being, her and her husband teaching Apollos, correcting him and showing him the right way, the support that she gave to the church. Um, I think her and her husband were also called evangelists. I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm not positive on that fact, but. But they led, okay, because here in um, Romans 16, I'm gonna start at, um, was it verse one I wanted to start at? No, three and five, it says, uh, Greek Priscilla and Aquila, uh, I think I said Aquila, I, I can't say his name Greek, but my helpers in Christ Jesus. Yes. So um, let me finish reading. Who have for my life laid down their own necks unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. So right there, they were evangelists going about doing the word of God, preaching the word of God, sharing the word of God and running a business. Yes. So they didn't say, okay, I'm going to put my business over God. It, this is, you know, when people look and see a husband and wife here working together, this is them right here. There this is go. the team. This, this is um, kingdom goals right here. There you go. Uh, these are my goals. There you go, my kingdom goals. So them right here, Priscilla and Aquila. Her yes. and her husband, how they worked as a team. How they knew how to come together. Yes. And it, it that's what I'm saying. Their relationship speaks mm -hmm. volumes. 
It didn't just mention Priscilla. It didn't just mention Aquila, if that's how you pronounce his name. But it it always mentions the both of them in combination. And then and, and Priscilla, non traditionally as a woman, is mentioned before her husband. And you see, as you say in, in the book that I have, it says Priscilla was loyal and devoted. Priscilla and Aquila, had, okay, labored for the gospel as a team. Their names are always mentioned together when they are referred to in the New Testament, mm-hmm. which you can find them in the book of Acts, in Corinthians, and um, in Romans. But the reason why I mentioned her name being before her husband is because mm-hmm. it speaks to her as who she was as a wife. Yes, yes, Cassandra. You know, um, I'm not sure of all the proper terms and all these things, but this is just how the Holy Spirit brought it to me when I was reading about her. You know, just how she... Um, oh, Cassandra, I'm sorry, but you know what they did? They laid down, because this is what I'm reading, and I'm mm-hmm. here. When Paul left Cornet, he took Priscilla and Aquila with him. He left the couple at Ephesus to lay the groundwork for what would become mm-hmm. one of the most important churches of the New Testament. Yeah. What I said, they were very, yes. very important in the early. Yes, they did. Um, and and it all had to happen with the both of them. Like I said, the the the, the whatever relationship that they had between their marriage had to be solid. For them to work together and bring such bring forth such fruit, yes, you know, being able to um, <laughs> handle a business, they were not just. Remember, in the time of when they're doing this, being a Christian wasn't popular. This was not something that you wanted to do. Why would these two business people, these successful business people, want to do something such as this? Even even being evenly yoked to follow the word of God and follow the voice of God when God is telling you, this is what you need to do to make this work. And both parties being on one accord. And both parties being able to work together and make those things happen. They were, they were a great support system. They were, they are a great model for being a support system and supporting one, one another. Very true. And they also represent what marriage is as well to me. Yes. No one higher than the other, no one more than the other. But like you said, equally yoke. And I just, you know, asking God, what is it that I want in a marriage? <laughs> that's what I had to ask God. That's that's what I said. I, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't that kind of person like, oh, this is what I want. This, I had to ask God, what is it that I want in a marriage? <laughs> what do I want, God? Because a lot of times, and I'm just being honest, you know, I, this is me, you know, a lot of times it's like, we want things that is not good for us. <laughs> so I, I find myself praying, Lord, help me want what you want for me. Not what I want for myself. Because what I want for myself has been leading me down the wrong road. And I'm glad that you said that, Cos, because a lot of people look at what other people have 
And then they say, oh, I want what that person have. And I want what this person have or what it looks like to them on the outside because they don't really know. You know, you can look at something and then judge it, but you can't just judge something from the outside. You you need to know the inside of it. Yes. And and you said the right thing, not saying, looking at what others have, but you said, God, what do you have for me? God, what do you want for me? What is your desires and to being a wife and to having a husband? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted the way god sees fit for yeah. me and yeah. you know it, it's tailor-made for cassandra and yeah. her husband to be not taking some something else that you see because you know what we do have to be careful because god has given us power and when they say death and life is in the power of the tongue Whoa. um it really is because when you're looking at somebody else's relationship and you're desiring that thing mm -hmm. and you say oh i want that relationship and then here you go and you get it and you start going through all hell and you say oh no this is not what i asked for but yes you did because you didn't know what was going on and that husband and wife relationship mm -hmm. and you you kept looking at it and saying this is what i want this is what I want. You never sought God. And then here go the enemy comes sending it to you. And now you going through and going through and never know. Mm -hmm. And things looking good on the outside and in the inside is turmoil and a mess. My God. So Cassandra, you said, I just thank the Holy Spirit for just bringing that because when you keep speaking that thing and saying, oh, I want what someone else has have, someone mm -hmm. else have. And the thing is, sometimes you don't know. So now when you're going through that turmoil, you don't mm -hmm. know what they've gone through to get to where they are now. Hey. Now you're not going through the mess that they've gone through, but now you probably have just the wrong person to go through it with, and it ends up in a divorce. It ends up into a hot mess that it was never supposed mm -hmm. to be, or you sit there living in misery. So I thank God for leading you down this path and showing you Priscilla and Aquila. I want to keep yes. messing up. <laughs> because he's wrong. you what a husband and wife dynamic okay. duo is in the body of Christ and his word right here this couple yeah. right here I'm not saying they're the only one in here but God let you yeah. and, and you asked him you've been praying and he said this is it right here Cassandra this is the model after what I want to bless you with this is what I want to give you and you're gonna get it but go ahead I don't want amen to... I believe that. that's I right believe no you that. I believe I believe in I believe yes. that I accept that and I receive mm -hmm. it yes I do receive it because yes. I know the Lord has uh he, he he doesn't have plans to harm me that's mm -hmm. that's definitely not in his plans and uh like we know God is for marriage <laughs> and we <laughs> should not be alone uh we weren't we weren't called to be alone so I give God thanks for even the patience, like going back to Sarah, having that patience, mm -hmm. having that patience in this time and not, I don't want to be the one to laugh. I don't, I don't, um, but I'm being realistic when we're talking about um, things. I'm not laughing at this point. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just, what I am saying is I don't want to be that person to laugh and say, Hey, this isn't, this is, there's no way this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And even when she did laugh, that, that laugh was turned into an actual lack of, of, of joy, not mm -hmm. a laugh of disbelief. Exactly. So I, I just, I, I give God thanks for this, for the session. Like I said, it really brought about the study that I had to do really brought about some things I asked God for uh, a direction that I asked God for. And if we ask God for these things, wow. he would give us the desires of our heart. If we are doing 
the things, you know, <laughs> following those precepts and the principles that was laid before us, even in, you know, just having the relationship, you can't um, just call somebody up once in a while and expect them to drop everything that they're doing for you. And, or even know what is going on in their lives. And I'm not saying that God will not drop everything for you, but it would be nice to have a personal relationship with you. Not a private relationship, but a personal relationship with you. Um, and just building. And as you build, as we build, as I build, as I continue to build, hearing the voice of the Lord more clearly and just, you know, opening up my ears, opening up my heart, opening up and removing, <laughs> purging me of the things that doesn't need to be here. That doesn't align with the word of God. That doesn't align with the kingdom of God. And being, I, I'm, I'm, I am a work in progress as I know we all are. Because if we were at that point, we would be in, you know, right next. We would be, we wouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> we sure wouldn't. <laughs> we wouldn't be here anymore. So we all are working. We all, we're here to support one another. Um, and I hope this session has been a blessing. And I pray, and I'm sure it has been a blessing to someone. It, of course, of course. It's blessing me just yeah. here. Is blessing me. That's why I said I'm sure it has because I'm being blessed even while we're here. And I give God thanks because this is a perfect example of God doing what I asked him to do. Show me um, where I needed to go. Even, even just like being nervous to come on here and speak to everybody and be transparent. I was praying about that too. But I know that others need, you know, it takes a village and others need to be blessed. And, you know, just the same way how Priscilla and her husband, you know, they what they were doing, they were doing the work of God and getting the word of God out there mm -hmm. by the things that they were doing. So I give God thanks. I gave God thanks for, for all of this. I truly do because as this um, series continue or call the woman's work continue to um, go forth that we're, women are also learning and hearing about different women of the Bible that are not the most popular ones. Yes. Are not the Ruth and not the Esther or the Eve and the Sarah. Like, hearing learn like oh my gosh I never even heard about her let me go read oh, I read the Bible yes I was just about it gives you more <laughs> in that study so it brings you to study yes we learned how much women were always in the are in the Bible and, and not only just women who also because there's women in there that weren't all were, were going through in front it's just so much and I just thank God for placing uh, this uh, called a woman's worth and where we're finding our worth in and why do you know women look to find their worth in the world yeah. and what people say and in things yes. yes and I thank God for shaping my identity 
into what he wants right. it to be. A lot, you know, this whole identity thing in the world yeah. right now too that's going on. It is uh is it's 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 sad to see that so many people don't know who they are or don't know who they belong to. Um, it's sad to see that, you know, just the way I was, just the society pushes the agenda of being confused about who you are. I, I find it, I, oh my goodness, it's, 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 it's really, really just, it really, really is sad. But I give God thanks for um, sessions such as this that can lead you, lead a person, lead anyone into saying, God, hey, where where am I? Where am I in the Bible? Because that's what I, that was what, how I started out with this, with this whole thing. Where am I in the Bible? Yes, I can find, I can pinpoint things that I can relate to in the Bible, but where am I? I've asked, I, I used to ask that question a lot, actually. And, um, being able to go into depth and study and see where it is I want to be, the things that I, I my heart desires for God, f- from me to God, and God showing me examples of what I asked Him. It is a blessing because it can lead someone else to such a blessing for themselves. But you have to read it for yourself. You have to be the one to do the work to get in there. And um, you have to desire that. It is there, though. If you ask God to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, this is what the word of God is for us. And these are the examples of how it happens. Um. I'm saying these things because sometimes when we're walking with God, especially if we're not really getting teachings or we don't belong to a church home or, you know, we're just, uh, we are trying to understand things on our own. I believe that the Lord will lead us to understanding the wisdom that we ask for. If you ask God for wisdom and understanding, God will lead you there. That's what the Bible says. It says it in Proverbs. Yeah, over and over. Until you to seek him out. Exactly. So it it does come. I it it definitely does come to you. The Holy Spirit will will bring bring you to it. Yeah, it, he will, but you have to want to. You have to come to that place to say, "Okay, uh, stop chasing all these things." It's good to it's good to have an education. It's good to get your um, accolades and your rewards, and then become you know some people find themselves and their worth and their titles, not but, who but they at, are and what. But God look at that! Needs. But look at what you're saying. That's a, yeah, it, the desire. It's where the desire is. Where is the treasure? Where is the treasure in your heart? Where do you, you know what you desire is what you're going to pretty much go after the most, right? And if you desire, if you seek, if you're desiring that, um, you know, just as like a, it's like a balance thing. 
it the bible talks about this as well where 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 are you putting you can't expect okay so say you say you want this degree right mm-hmm. you cannot expect to get a degree without going to class or studying right exactly Very that's true. just how it works so why is it any different even with desire desiring to be um to, to be more knowledgeable on certain things and you're not seeking it you're not seeking there you're you're not you're not studying why do you expect to just all of a sudden know things yes you get saved and but you all there's knowledge that has my people perish because of lack of knowledge the bible talks about knowledge knowledge and wisdom yeah but it also goes on to say when that knowledge is given it's being rejected that too and then he also says in proverbs what 11 9 he says then the justice delivered through knowledge so with that knowledge you have to take it and apply it to your life and use it now amen amen so our true identity is in Christ. He did create us, created us in his image, in his likeness. He says, I, I, the plans that I have for you are for good and not for evil. He is the potter and we are the clay. It's not the other way around. People say, oh, this yeah. is my life. I live it how I want to live it. I do what I want to oh. do. God that- is free will to <laughs> choose, but at the end of the day, you still have a consequences to pay for. You still going to pay for whatever way you chose to, whether it was the way of the world or the way with God. Those are your two ways that you have to go, that you pick one. Which one? And that is why I said it is a, it is a sad thing that the world is pushing the, that agenda of being confused and, not, and people not knowing whose they are. And when I said whose they are, I meant that they belong to the Lord God Almighty. Yeah, the creator of heaven and earth. But also, when people do learn of these things, like God says in the world, because everybody gets to know who God is. Yes. They reject it. They turn away from it because they feel so restricted. Oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. So I don't want to walk this life. I don't want to serve this kind of God. He seems controlling. He seems like, oh, everything has to just be his way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and I say that to just say something for myself. Many years ago, back in like 2010, I know saying to God, oh, God, I'm never going to change. So I'm not going to come to you and I'm not going to serve you because I'm going to remain the same. And I don't want to serve a God just saying, hey, I'm here just because if you want me, God, come and get me. Yes, everybody walk is different. God did come for yes. me. He did. I, I, I was crying out still on the inside, but I didn't know how to change. I didn't even know what to do, like where to begin. My life was so messed up. I was messed up, just, mm-hmm. just adding more and more trauma to it, you know? So, but God changes you and do the work. And, you think that you, and I used to think, oh, you can't have any fun. You can't do this. You can't, your life is more enjoyable with God. Yes, you go through trials and tribulations and ups and downs and I don't never want to deceive nobody. Tell them, oh, life is just going to be grand. We're walking with God. No, it's one of the hardest walks. That's why Jesus also said it's easier for a camel to pass through a needle's eye. Yeah, it's it, you know, in order for in, for the, for the rich man to enter heaven, and not only just talking about your riches, but also what you don't want to give up. What you your right. riches, you don't want to give up too. I don't want to give up, give up the suckling music. I don't want to give up this. I don't want to give up just out here freely having sex with whoever and, and mm-hmm. whenever I want to. 
I want to live this life that I want to live because it's my life, my choice, my body, my choice. Everything is about pro-choice, pro-choice, pro-this. What happened to what God said in his word and his way of doing things? Yeah. Honestly, and, 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 and keeping it real with that, is, is it easy? No. no, because yes, we were born into sin and iniquity. God shaped us and formed us in our mother's womb. But at the same time, there is a way out. There is the blood of Jesus, the final atonement for our sins. Why would we take that and waste it away? That's, you know, and, and, and leave that calling and waste and fall by the wayside. I no longer wanted that. Like you said, Cassandra, you have to desire it. You did say that. It's what you desire most you're going to go for. And I desire God more than this thing and this thing called you desire life and not death. Right. Exactly. That's thank you. Exactly. True life and not death. There you go. Exactly. What what real life is about. Because like I said, there's this there's is like a cloak over, you know, mm-hmm. that veil right over their eyes. The enemy has blinded them just like it says in the word of God. And a lot of people have been blinded and deceived by pastors bishops in their in their churches in their homes yes because listen i was a lazy person at time i sold all i did all things that was not you know not reading mm-hmm. not doing exactly really and truly god is your your maker go seek him and get in the word and know who you truly are in him and what he created you to do in your purpose so you can fulfill that here on your on earth while you're alive Amen. while you're living like cassandra said when you want something, you go to school, you go and you study it. You can't just pick up the book one day, read it and say, okay, I'm ready to take the test. I'm going to pass now. No. There's work to be done. Yes. You know, um, faith without works is dead. You know, there's always this, whenever I hear people describe that, that, uh, that, that scripture with works, it always feels a little bit uncomfortable because it all, always feels well, to me personally, it feels a little bit borderline saying, well, if you don't do this, God is not going to do this. Yes. In a sense, if you don't do this, God is not going to do this, but what is it that you should be doing? What is the works that you should actually be doing? Um, first of all, we should be equipping ourselves with the knowledge. Like the scripture says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge and not just knowledge. Then after the knowledge, there has to become obedience obedience has to follow and without those two things um i don't think we're going very far (laughs) we're not going to get very far but um back to just to tie everything up with every um the identity that you know who i identify myself with and the identity that god is giving me that i've you know, asking God to strip away the identity that I have for myself, that I had the the, the the thought of who I want myself to be, that I thought was acceptable, and have to line it up with the word of God and what God wants for me. And um, being able to have the the Bible, which is like a huge prescription book, prescription notepad, <laughs> that you can just go in there and just find these things and you do your research you ask God to show you where you need to go. And it doesn't matter, like you were saying just a few minutes ago about when you're starting and you just don't know where to go. If you ask God, like I said, started it off. I have, 
I didn't know which direction to go in. I didn't know who to choose. I didn't know where, but I, you know, of course I have a relationship with God. I talk to God about what I desire and I hear the things that God wants for me. And, but just having that pinpoint and just saying, you know what, who is this person? It, it's, a, it's a whole lot of women in the Bible that we can choose from. And I'm pretty sure there are many other women in the Bible that I can relate to on certain instances, but for some reason, Priscilla and her husband and Sarah, um, Sarah is somebody that I always, or I've always, um, that as far as her patience and her believing for something that is extremely impossible, that seems impossible to, to us. And, but Priscilla and her husband, it's just somebody new, some people that were new to study. And it was, a, it was it's just like, it shed, it shed a light on me. Um, in this, this series, this session, blessing me more than I could even imagine. Just, I, I, <laughs> I keep saying this, I give God thanks for the session because it really has, it, it opened something up even within myself that I need to go further in and, and praying about the different points that we spoke about with Priscilla and her husband. It has illuminated in me the things that I wanted to, I want to pray for in my husband or the things that I want to pray for within myself, because I also have to be prepared for the husband that comes. I want to be prepared. You know, like we're supposed to be, the, the bride is supposed to be prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. Yes, to I was going to say, to. I don't even want to get into that, but the bride is supposed to be prepared. So yes. we know that. Yes. So, you know, that's where I'm, you know, that's where I'm taking this. And, um, yeah, so I just wanted to bring everything full circle. And I, and there we go. So, Camilla, if yes. you. I, I want to say, Cassandra, I really, really, really enjoyed having you on. Yes. Podcast today, Cassandra, and um, sharing your story, talking, being open, and and and, and it's going to be a blessing to people if they open up their hearts and their ears just to listen. This is not a judgment podcast. It's called Ladies Let's Talk Face to Face Biblically. A woman's mm-hmm. worth, and where we finding ourselves and things, and why did we place these things as our worth? Because we didn't know who we are. Mm-hmm. We placed our worth in a a man or a job, a career, all these other things. And those, at the end of the day, when you round them all up and you look at them, that is not who we truly are. We're not, we walk away from that. That's not who we are. We are women of the King, daughters of the King of the Most High God. He is our husband, man. Yes. It tells us that in Isaiah 54. So a lot of women are lost out here, broken, because why? We've broken each other, torn each other down. Who was who who look better than who who shape better than who so much to to the point that you know plastic surgery back then was for somebody who had a um like a defect or things for more um medical real serious issues and yes it becomes something big and now oh you don't have the, a, a big butt and now you want a big butt you don't have any hips it's just so mm-hmm. much damaging and things that and mm-hmm. so many women have died from from these things and wanting to to be loved by this man loved by the world and seen as beautiful i mean there's so much women and i and we are here to build up each other 
to love one another, to encourage each other, to help lead each other to who who is our real creator and our maker is God himself, God Almighty. Yes. And that is it. And not to hate yourself and to change yourself. I've I've been there with low self-esteem. I've been there with not loving myself and struggling in different areas and things like that. And I know that. And I want us to be on here. And it took me a long time to heal. And in some areas, I'm still healing. Cassandra is still healing. So this is not like no condemnation at all. Exactly. So, and just... um coming here and being blessed, learning about other women in the Bible. And maybe you may feel like there is no one that you do relate to. There's so much women, or maybe you feel like you're not worthy. Or maybe, oh, all these women were just godly women. Some of them weren't. They talk about a prostitute in the Bible. Exactly. I mean, like, good you and how God, because of what she did, (laughs) then the covering, the blessing that God protected Mm -hmm. so much. So it doesn't matter your background or where you coming from. And saying, oh, God could never use me. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yeah. So this um, episode right here, this is episode three of um, A Woman's Worth. And the podcast is named Ladies, Let's Talk Face to Face. And I hope that ladies share this. Share it with your friends, your sisters, uh, women. You can listen to it with your husbands. It's not just about, okay, just, yes, it's called Ladies Let's Talk Face-to-Face Biblically, and the series called A Woman's a Woman's Worth, but also it can be shared with your husband. He can gain from this and listen um, and things like that. And I just want to close out in prayer. So, Heavenly Father, I give you all glory, honor, and praise, and I pray that every listener will open up their hearts, oh God, when they're listening, oh God, to hear, receive that, God, that you would do something within them, oh God, that only you can do, Father. Yes. That this, even if this is the beginning to something new for them, God, to say, I want to get to get in God's word and read because I'm learning all these things that I have placed before you, all worldly things, all vanity, still doesn't make me They still haven't filled the void in my life. But you, God, who are whole and that I'm made whole in can fill every area of my life, every void, every missing piece, God. And that, God, that they will surrender all unto you, Father, to serve you wholeheartedly. Jesus. So, God, I thank you. I give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise that is due unto your name. This podcast is because of you. Because you called me to do this, God. I would have never saw myself fit to doing a podcast. I'm a person who's afraid to speak at times. But God, you saw me fit. You said, daughter, I want you to do this. And this is of, of obedience, not of Camilla's will, but the will of the Father. And God, that all of us will surrender and be obedient unto you, oh God. And let your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you all glory, honor, and praise. Amen. Amen. I pray. I ask you all, please share. Please please subscribe. If you're listening to me on the iPod, you know, the podcast on Apple, please leave reviews and what you thought about it, how you liked it, what you would like to, you know, just leave your comments. 
Um, if you're listening to me on Anchor or Spotify, um, just yes, share it. Please subscribe. And up every week, I upload a new one, a new episode. And thank you once again for listening to Ladies Let's Talk Face-to-Face Biblically. Thank you, Cassandra, for being on. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. So everyone be blessed. Yes.